Welcome to Cycle Breakers and Moneymakers, a podcast for women of color and first gen who are breaking generational cycles and glass ceilings by going places no one before them has ever gone. I'm your host, leadership coach and eldest daughter of immigrants, Mariella Delamora. I left a 16 year marketing career to create a multiple six figure a year coaching business as a single mom. Each week, you'll learn how to build unshakable self trust, become in demand lead with confidence, and make more money by being more of who you are. So ever since I became a parent, I feel like I learned so much about emotions and how normal a variety of different emotions are. What we might as adults consider negative emotions or bad emotions or emotions that are too big or dramatic. And I realized like when I see my daughter having big emotions about something or being mad or needing a minute before she'll talk to me because she's upset about something, I realized it's almost like I am reliving my childhood through her and thinking about how I wasn't given that same space or that same grace to feel emotions that would be considered hard to hold. Feelings like, Anger, feelings like sadness. And that is the case, I think, for many women of color and daughters of immigrants, not only because our own parents or parent was overworked, overwhelmed, under resourced. They grew up in a world where their emotions were something to be managed. Possibly they were a liability. They, they didn't view them as helpful. They may, they probably also didn't grow up with space being held for their emotions. They may have grown up being like punished <laughs> for having emotions, right? So they survived by not feeling them. And so they don't know what to do with ours. And I think that's what I realized is that I think our parents may actually be thinking they're helping us by telling us, don't cry, calm down. <laughs> You're being dramatic you know, things like that, because they were told the same thing and they would be very triggered by our feelings because it reminds them of how they couldn't feel those things. If you resonate with this and if you're someone who feels like uncomfortable crying or uncomfortable even feeling an emotion, this episode is for you because what I'm going to be talking about today is what I have learned about the role of our emotions in many things. In particular, today we'll talk about growing a business because it is a journey (laughs) of feeling and processing emotion in so many ways. When we get to a point where we can identify emotions, not feel scared to feel them and process them, then we are going to take the actions that we want to take to get the result that we want rather than taking actions to not feel the emotion. I'm going to say that again because that is important. When we get to the point where we can identify and feel any emotion without feeling like, oh my gosh, we're going to drown in it. It's going to be the worst thing to ever feel this emotion. When we can identify it, feel it, process it, and release it, we can do anything. We can move forward fearlessly. We can make objective decisions that we want to make to get the result that we want 
rather than making decisions and taking actions to suppress or avoid the emotion or to avoid situations that bring up the emotion. And that is so important because so much of what I have worked through personally and also coached hundreds of clients through is their relationship with their emotions, them not feeling safe to be seen in an emotion that they think is like weak, of letting their guard down, of being rejected or the perception of being rejected, of failing, of being criticized, of maybe not having enough money and like the feeling that that brings up, like that will stop so many of us in our tracks and it often does. And that's why I'm talking about this today because I wanted to hopefully bring attention to something that you have been feeling. Well, if you're a human, you've probably been feeling this, but more specifically, if you feel like you're in a position of like bracing yourself, you might be feel like you're bracing yourself for a negative emotion and scanning your environment and scanning your launch and scanning your content or scanning like the the person on the other end of the sales calls reactions, scanning, 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 constantly looking for, could I feel a negative emotion in this? Because that's a lot of what we spend our time doing when we're afraid to feel things is like, I don't want to feel fear. I don't want to feel shame. I don't want to feel rejection. I don't want to experience these things. So my focus then becomes, how can I protect myself from this emotion and do all the things from that place? And then we don't get what we want because what we're actually doing is we're walking around in self-protection rather than in taking the actions we want to take. So literally what this is, is emotional intelligence. I am a certified emotional intelligence coach. So I have coached many, many people of different backgrounds, different lifestyles, different income levels, folks in corporate, people in the United Nations, business owners on this, on understanding what are your emotions and how your emotions affect your actions and your perception of reality. So emotional intelligence is awareness of your emotions and how they affect your actions and your perception of reality. In our episode today, I'm going to talk to you about why so many of us, I'd say us in particular, women of color and first gen are afraid of emotion. Number two, how avoiding emotion stops us from getting the results that we want. Number three, we're going to talk about what makes it easier for us to process emotion, what makes them less scary. And number four, we're going to talk about how to decipher if you're taking action from from an emotional standpoint or more of like a factual standpoint. So let's dive in today. To start, why so many women of color and first gen are afraid of emotion. Now, this isn't to blame us because this is just literally a reaction. And when I say afraid of emotion, I mean either you don't want to be seen with your guard down. You don't want to let people close to you. You will struggle with putting yourself out there, possibly saying what you really want to say. You might be in like a very self-protective mode. So you're constantly scanning your environment to look for like, is this working? Is this not working? Is this a problem? Are people mad at me? Like you just feel like your brain is always scanning. That's probably you being like, oh my gosh, I'm anticipating something bad is going to happen and I'm trying to protect myself. So why women of color and first gen are afraid of emotion? First of all, a lot of what we were told and modeled, like I said at the beginning of the episode, was that emotions are bad or only certain emotions were good or helpful to others. 
I remember growing up and maybe maybe some of you <laughs> will resonate with this, but I just remember like there was no room for me to be mad in my house. If I were ever upset, it would upset my dad and he would get mad or it would upset my mom and it would kind of be like you don't have a reason to be mad because your life is so much easier than ours. Or it would be like my mom would be overwhelmed with three kids and I was the eldest and not having money and having to run a household and having my dad, you know, working all the time, which I know that she's like grateful that she was able to, you know, be supported by my dad and be able to be a stay-at-home mom for many years. But like, I just know that in that house, she just didn't have a lot of room for my emotions because she was just dealing with a lot. So if you grew up with feeling like if you had some sort of an emotional outburst, like it made your caregivers mad at you, that is a reason why you are afraid of emotion now because it wasn't safe to express it. You also may have just been modeled that by watching your parents that like only certain people were allowed to have emotions. Maybe it was one of your parents or maybe you just didn't see that modeled or you had a very like emotionally not expressive household where people didn't talk about their emotions. And what I'll say about that is that survival mode kind of requires us to suppress our emotions. It's almost like you get tunnel vision. That's a lot of what we'll see a lot of times in first gen families um, or in, in immigrant families because they're coming out of like literal survival mode. But one thing that I heard actually from my coach <laughs> was that emotions will be with you as long as you won't be with them. So that's how they'll just linger, they'll linger, and we either can feel our emotions or suppress them. But that's how like you could blow up about something <laughs> that was from years ago, but because it's still stored in your body. So really, that's what it is, is like we just grew up being like, you can't be emotional. Also, if you think about a lot of mas around being a person of color and having big emotions and how we will get pointed as like we're dramatic or we're causing problems, especially if you are a darker skinned person, right? I know like in the workplace in particular, you may get labeled as being like angry or dramatic or confrontational just because you are passionate about something, like even passion, even something that might be good or might be labeled as good even with like a white coworker then you come in and you're passionate about something i just remember my my mannerisms my tone of voice and my hand gestures were uh commented on in corporate a lot and those are the the things that we get programming of like we get told it's not okay <laughs> for you to have big feelings even if it is excitement or passion everything about the way that we're conditioned is like don't feel Oh my God, it's making me think of like freaking Frozen where they're like, don't feel, conceal. Like legit, y'all. <laughs> this is a lot of what we were taught. Needless to say, we have lots of reason why women of color and first gen are afraid of emotion. We literally were modeled like, don't have feelings. It's not safe. You're going to be criticized. You're going to upset somebody. That being said, how does this actually stop us and get in the way? And let's talk about business specifically because it can get in the way in a lot of ways, but let's talk about business. The thing about this, and I said a little bit about this at the beginning of the episode, but when you are making and you're like, I just don't want to feel shame or fear or rejection or whatever, you are essentially making the feeling a problem and your brain likes to solve problems. So when you make the feeling a problem, your brain's going to go, got it, assignment, let me solve the problem. Let me try to solve for the feeling of shame rather than solving the problem that you actually want to solve, right? And let me give you an example of this. I was talking to a client recently about content and she was looking at 
the impressions that a post had gotten uh, relative to like the posts after, right? And so I was looking at it and I was like, that's great. Like you actually got a lot of impressions on this post and then the other ones were slightly less. So it's, I was kind of like, okay, well, what's the problem? I didn't see the problem in there, but that's because the thought that I had about the impressions was, oh, that's great. You got like more, That that's great. I guess this story resonated, whatever. But the feeling that she had about it was like, oh, something's wrong because I got this number and then the numbers afterwards were lower. And then she felt shame about it. And then she's like, well, what do I do about it? And I was like, I just don't know that there is anything to do. I think I want to explore what's going on in terms of your reaction to this thing. And so we talked about it a little bit and we realized, are we solving for the feeling that's coming up, which is like, you feel like you're not doing enough, like people aren't buying basically, right? Because we'll all have this thought a lot of times about like people aren't buying. And so then you feel shame because that's the thought that you have, right? Is like you put something out there, it gets engagement and then no one books a sales call. And then you have the thought of like, nobody wants this. And then you feel ashamed and then you'll take action to not feel ashamed. And then maybe you'll change your offer or you will stop marketing or you'll just spend like you'll just go kind of hide away for a while because you don't feel good. And so then you'll take actions from that place rather than like, let's say it's normal that you put something out there. Maybe you just told a vulnerable story and a lot of people resonated and then nobody books a sales call, which first of all is super, super, super normal. Sometimes you get to have a human emotion to it. You might just be like, okay, you know, I feel a little bit of like vulnerability hangover or I feel like ashamed because I still haven't landed any sales calls in like a couple of months and they feel this certain way. But then if we make the problem the feeling rather than like, is there actually a problem to solve here? Then you're going to constantly be either taking actions to change things or you're going to like stop and start in your marketing. So what I basically said was like, is there actually a problem to solve here? Or are we just sitting with the emotion that's coming up around fear or around perceived rejection because it is so normal for us to feel a sense of rejection even if that's not actually what's happening but to our bodies it feels like nobody is like booking a call so they're rejecting me right but when we make i don't want to feel shame or i don't want to feel re- like rejected then you're not actually solving for i want sales calls right so if the I, if the thing that you want is you want sales calls but you make the problem to solve, I don't want to feel shame, you're going to take very different actions, right? So the alternative or what what I help my clients with is say, the feeling of rejection is coming up. Let's sit with it. Let's explore the thoughts that are creating the feeling of rejection. Let's sit in it. It doesn't mean we need to change any of our actions. The actions are clearly working. People are engaging. Things are great. The difference then would be you sit in the feeling of, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm being rejected because like nobody's booking a sales call, but you're like, okay, but I observe it. I know that that's not reality. I'm going to continue taking the actions. Then you get what you want because ultimately people will book a sales call. But what I will see is stop and start a lot of the times, like stop and start marketing and all of that. You can be aware that you're feeling a way about something or you're feeling shame or you're feeling fear, you're feeling rejected, that you don't always have to change your actions, <laughs> right? Because if you go and you change your actions, then that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get what you want and you're still going to feel the way you feel. So that's an example. This has come up like a lot with with different clients in different ways. I'll see kind of like the self-protection come up. Like for example, I've had clients who were very like fixated on not wanting to like 
wasted their time with people who weren't serious and they'll say something like that. Like, I don't want to waste my time with people who aren't serious. And I'm always like, what do you mean by people who aren't serious? And like, what does that look like when people aren't serious? And they're like, well, you know, it's like they just ask me a lot of questions. And essentially, when I dug in, it was like, oh, people who just like had hard questions on sales calls, right? And like, weren't an immediate yes. And they were feeling like the person was questioning them or not taking them seriously, or they were like preparing to be rejected. And so what happened was they would either not get on the sales call or take some sort of action to kind of cut the person off because they didn't want to feel the feeling of this person like asking them hard questions on a sales call. And so when I was able to sit with them and just be like, okay, well, what does this mean? And then how does that make you feel? Okay, well, What if we instead coached on what if you did feel a little bit triggered? What if you did feel a little defensive? What if you did feel a little bit like this person is rejecting me because they're not like taking what I'm saying at face value, right? Like, let's explore that. Because if you can sit with those feelings, you can answer any question. Anybody can ask you a question and you won't be like, oh my gosh, why are we talking about this again? Or like, they're just not like listening to me. It's like, okay, we'll just sit with the emotion of this person is just asking you questions. It doesn't need to mean anything about you. And if it didn't, how would you proceed? You would probably answer the question. You would maybe get a yes. And if you didn't, you wouldn't make it mean anything about you. But that's the thing about when you don't want to feel rejected or questioned or this person isn't taking me seriously, then you don't actually like explore the opportunity fully because you don't want to feel the negative emotion. It really shows up everywhere. Like our desire to protect ourselves is a normal human desire but it is literally part of it. You're going to feel difficult emotion. There's no negative emotion. It's just maybe emotion that you're uncomfortable with feeling. So with this, what helps this feel easier? What makes it easier for us to sit with all the feels that come up in business? What helps us? One of the major things is having a community. This could be friends or it could be a group that you are in where you can bring this to the table and then you say, you guys, this just happened. I'm feeling a type of way about it. I know this is probably not true. I'm kind of scared to get on this call or, you know, this happened. Here's what I'm making it mean. Having a community that you can process is just so important because then you don't feel like you're going out into some storm like without protection or without a jacket or without, you know, support system. You will have people that will normalize this stuff with you. They will help you process. They'll also share like their experiences. It's, you know, my therapist calls it like co-regulating. Like you'll just kind of go in and just like normalize these things. So having community helps make us more fearless. Having community that we feel safe in helps us be like, you know what? I'm going to be all right no matter what. And instead of avoiding it, you know that you can lean on your people. The way that I see community is kind of like if you didn't know what the weather was going to be like on any given day. If let's say you lived in some crazy place in the world where it could be 85 degrees one day and the next day it was freaking storming. Would you just not go outside and be like, I don't want to go outside (laughs) unless it's sunny. I only want to go outside if it's sunny and the rest of the time I'm going to be inside. Or community and being able to like process your emotions is kind of like being like, you know what? I got swimsuits. I got flip-flops. I got winter coats. I have snowsuits. I have boots. I have umbrellas. Like I'm good. No matter what happens, I know that I have resources. I have things to help me 
through this so that I'll make it less about like ideal weather and more so about what do I need in order to trudge through the snow, the rain, or deal with the heat or the wind or all those things, right? So if we could see our businesses maybe a little bit more like, hey, yes, it's unpredictable. It may be a world with a little bit of unpredictable weather, but rather than trying to predict it, what do you need in order to prepare yourself for all of those difficult emotions and difficult seasons. Because when you can do that, you will move forward more fearlessly and then you can just make the decision. And then you'll become a person who's like, you know what? What are all the different challenges that have come up in the past? Okay, these are the things. That's why I've bought this equipment. That's why I have these steps. We just plan for for challenging things to happen rather than trying to avoid them or make it mean that we're not cut out for this or that it's never gonna work, right? So that is so important. So what helps this feel easier and helps us to make the decisions that we need to make and take the action we need to take in our business. Community is huge. Community is like the closet with all the stuff, like freaking inspector gadget. You got, I'm old, so I don't know if you know the (laughs) inspector gadget reference, but it's basically like you you are very well resourced to handle any challenge. The other thing that helps this feel easier is that when you have succeeded or gotten a result that you want, please create evidence of it. (laughs) Because a lot of the times what happens is that like we will, a good thing will happen and then we will immediately dismiss it. And then we're, we're gonna be like, I don't even know how that happened. So whenever I see my clients do that, I'm like, immediately create a success receipts. Immediately create a success receipts, right? I have someone in my mastermind now who we coached on her very first zero month recently which by the way, it was phenomenal because this was literally her first zero month in four years. And I was like, girl, this is freaking phenomenal. And she just told me she had seven sales calls (laughs) in the last week. And I was like, and she's like, I don't even know how this happened. And I was like, success receipts, we need evidence of this. So this is also what makes processing emotion feel easy because then you're just like, okay, I'm feeling scarcity. I'm feeling like things aren't working, but like how, what do I need to do like moving forward? So you're able to make um, decisions that are more grounded rather than decisions from shame. How do we know if there is a problem to solve versus a feeling to feel? So how do you know if right now you're sitting in something and it's really messing you up? How do you know that there's actually a problem to solve? One of the things that I would do, and I suggested this to a client recently, was if you are not familiar with the self-coaching model, it starts in this order. So it is circumstance. There's a circumstance, which is a fact, and that is the actual thing that is happening. Not a thought, meaning a circumstance, you could prove it in a court of law, right? So the circumstance, it's a fact. It's not a thought. It's what could you prove in a court of law? Is it actually true, yes or no? So for example, with the client that I was talking about earlier, it was like, the circumstance is impressions went from 6,000 to 3,000. I'm making that up, right? But impressions went from 6,000 to 3,000. Or or the circumstance could be no sales calls in past six weeks. That could be a circumstance because we can prove it. Then below that is your thoughts about it. So it's T. So you write C, circumstance, T, thought. What thought do you have about it? Then it is feelings. What feelings come up? Then as a result of those feelings, what actions are you wanting to take? And, you know, gut, like what actions would you take if you were thinking that thing and feeling that thing, right? And then what result would you get? So typically when we are, let's say, saying no sales calls in past six weeks, the thought could be people don't want what I have. And then you feel afraid, ashamed, and then you your actions are you stop marketing and then the result is you don't make the sale. But if you haven't had sales calls in six weeks, your thought could also be 
I'm missing something in my messaging. And that could also make you feel shame, right? I'm missing something in my messaging. And then if the feeling is curiosity, you'll go and you'll be like, let me reread the emails that have gone out. Let me reread my posts. Let's see what's come up. But if the feeling is shame, I'm missing something in my marketing, shame. Shame is not going to produce helpful actions, right? So when you're feeling shame about no sales calls, I'm missing something in my marketing, and you feel shame, you'll just stop marketing or you will get very convincing in your messaging possibly, and then you don't get the result that you want. But if you're like, oh, I'm getting curious about this, and the feeling is curiosity, helpful actions will come from curiosity that will solve your problem. So curiosity might be like, actions might be go back and read your emails, look at your posts, look at what questions maybe you haven't answered, thinking of like, what is something that my warmest leads might be thinking at this very moment? Is there something that I haven't explained, you know, recently? Like you will be asking yourself more useful questions all because of the feeling that that comes from. So that's why our emotions and our awareness of them matter so much because when we're sitting in shame, we tend to solve for not feeling shame or the result of it versus when you either process shame or you are intentionally choosing a thought that is a thought that doesn't make you feel like shit, essentially. One of the feelings that I know makes me a lot of money is pride. When I feel shame, I don't make money. When I feel pride, I make money. And I land clients. So when I think about, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in a shame cycle right now, and I know that I want to feel proud. I will choose more intentional thoughts, but other times there's actions that will help me instead. So to access pride, I will go back and look at like messages from clients. I use a belief bookmarking process, which I've recorded other episodes about to just remind me of things that make me proud about my ability as a coach. So think about what do you want to feel? What are your most confident feelings, your money-making feelings, your action-taking feelings? Like what are the feelings that you really want to anchor back into? And then what do you need to think or what do you need to do that helps you anchor back into that? We need spaces where we can feel how we feel and not have somebody criticize us or judge us because that on its own is going to make us less afraid. It's going to make us less afraid for whatever comes up. And like I had said earlier in the episode, it'll make us less afraid to venture into a world that feels like we don't know what the weather is going to be like at any given day, but it won't matter as much because you have all of the support, all of the equipment, all of the supplies that you need to weather any storm or any situation. So that is it. I hope that this was helpful. I hope you felt validated. It is not my favorite thing to feel feelings, to be honest. And that is okay. You don't need to love it. You don't need to consider yourself like a feely person. But if we can just befriend the emotions that come up when we are being literally feeling like our business is freaking dragging us through the mud, then it will just be more enjoyable and we won't feel like we're holding our breath for things to get quote unquote better because it won't matter as much (laughs) because you know that you can handle whatever it is and you don't need to do it alone and you shouldn't do it alone. So With that, I'd love to know what resonated with you from this episode. If you want a community like this where you can feel safe to feel any emotion, know how to process it, feel safe, take fearless action, make the decisions that you want to make in the business, and not feel like you are in a perpetual roller coaster of up and down emotions, join Reclamation Mastermind. We open our doors on May 15th. It is such an exceptional group. If you see the client success stories 
coming out of there. It will blow your mind. Like they're just doing so, so, so well. Even in their struggles, they are just showing up for themselves in such an amazing way and being able to process things and then come out of it and then do better shit. And it's all because like they know that they can handle anything <laughs> with my support and the support of the community and just knowing that there's nothing wrong with them. They can trust themselves and that they can handle anything. So screenshot this episode, share it, tag me, review the podcast if you haven't already. It helps people to find it. And I will see you next week. Now, if you have listened to this entire episode and you are thinking about working with me as your one-on-one mentor for six months, you can learn more and apply at marielladelamora.com. There you'll find dozens of client success stories from business to leadership coaching, which will give you an idea of what you can expect, the range of clients I work with, and my coaching style.